Hey guys, it's Kevin with the Welding Business Owners Podcast. I'm excited to introduce a new series with Bruce from Go Wild Fab. We had a really great conversation and I'm excited to share it with you guys. On today's episode, we talk about laying out stairs, letting team members go, Bruce's journey getting into welding, and taking on jobs you've never done before. Just a heads up, if you're listening with kids, there is explicit language in this, so be warned. If you guys haven't checked this out yet, find us on Instagram at Welding Business Owners Podcast and share this podcast and rate it in whatever player that you're listening to. All right, here's the show. Hope you enjoy it. I bought a big, giant batch of consumables, and I've been running them for almost a year now. So uh, that that's like that Jack issues. and Dave company or something like that on there, isn't it? I'll have to double check. I, I was actually looking at it. I'm down to like my last four or five. Yeah. Like, oh shit! I, I gotta find out where I ordered them and what what I ordered because I can redo it. Yeah. But uh, so we run those um like the knockoff ones in our handheld torches. But yeah, I'm gonna on, do the same thing. Yeah, but on the table we actually run the like the actual hypertherm mm-hmm. stuff because mm-hmm. you know at first well there's so many things that could go wrong with the table. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? Let's just take that factor out of it and just use the actual hypertherm consumables. Like, so when we bought our table, this dude dropped like a thousand dollars. So we bought our table used. It yeah. had like, like literally like six running hours on it. This thing was freaking brand new when we bought it, and he 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 spent like a thousand dollars on every consumable that you could get, and I we do we still haven't gone through them. <laughs> like we've gone through a couple of them. Um, but we've replaced them back with the hypertherm, but I've never had any problems with that knockoff stuff. But from what I read on some of those, um, Facebook groups and stuff like that, yeah. people yeah. say that like, you know, like Jim Colt from hypertherm is in there and man, like that dude spit some knowledge. Like he's been doing, oh, like, he was at hypertherm for like 41 years or something. Damn. And he explains why hypertherm consumables are a little bit more expensive because they hold the tolerances of like down to like the nano, like how the swirl ring works and cools like the outside and stuff. And I'm like, all right, I can see some validity in that. So yeah, I'm always about trying to find like a, a, like another, cause like it's a piece of copper, like how involved could it really be? But yeah. for as far as like the, like the handheld torches, look, you're, you're probably not using it properly anyway. So you might as well just go ahead and you like, like, just if it's acting up, just replace it. But like on the yeah. table, like I don't know enough to to mess with that. So no, I, I get what you're saying. If uh maybe I was doing production runs, okay, maybe maybe I might think about like, hey guys, like if we're doing production, 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 then maybe I might think about something like, hey, we got to get the most most life ever. But when when I have like when I'm doing three quarter inch plate and seven eighths plate and sometimes oh, yeah. one inch plate, I don't. I could never see the hypertherm doing so much better than my um, little knockoffs to where I could justify spending the money on the amount of just, especially going through one inch plate. I'm not supposed to, technically I can go through one inch plate. Yeah. Uh, we always do like a leading edge and we run it from a leading edge. And I've always noticed like whenever I run it off the leading edge, it's usually, it runs just fine. Right. Piercing. Even piercing three quarter, it's like it takes that table just takes a beating, you know. <laughs> like and I most, feel, I feel it. I feel the I feel hurt of the it. machine, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so sorry, friend. I'm just so sorry. <laughs> You're so you good to, go to me, this. but you got to yeah. do it. <laughs> but make make money, you little 
So, you know, it's like, make it's like a good life. employee that you make like that, that like, yeah. like you tell them to go well a dumpster. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I've been there, but you got to do it. I know it's things. So I got to go do it. It's like, and it's, I try to tell everybody like, Hey man, it, it's, it's all going to pace the same. Yeah. Right. And some of these jobs that we do, they're not the most glorious thing. It's like, go build another rooftop ladder. He's like, we're gonna build a rooftop ladder. I'm like, fuck yeah, we're gonna build rooftop ladders, man. You know how much money we're making on rooftop ladders? Yeah. It's like, how dare you spit in the face of a rooftop ladder or a dumpster gate when it is <laughs> literally taking care of us? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like those things are just cash money. And it's like, why don't it's, you ever it's look easy. down on it? Yeah. It's so easy. And you, I know. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get it, man. And I, I, I feel I bad. I feel too. you on that. <laughs> but I don't care at the end of the day. I'm like, hey, we got a bunch of handrails to build. They're like, oh, I thought we weren't doing handrails. I was like, no, we're doing handrails. They, they, they pay really well. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, as long as they're simple handrails. Yeah. Well, we have those jobs and it, like where they just turn into like super suck jobs. And it's like, all right, we're not doing that again. But then they mm-hmm. call me like a month later and I'm like, we paid your bill. We made some money. Yeah. All right. We'll do it again. <laughs> no, I, I completely. It's funny because everybody knocks on handrails. But like, I don't dude, know. Why. I freaking love handrails. Skill. It's a special skill. And that's how, you know, people who actually get it, like get the fact that like being able to yep. know all the code, being able to know how to cut angles, being able to know how to blend the stuff in those guys that get really good at like switchbacks. Like we just done a ton of switchbacks and I could tell my guys were a little annoyed that I was so precise about, you know, how far it's going to drop down the turn here, the 90 here, the cope here and all this other stuff. I was like, you guys don't get it, man. Like this is paying us really good money right now. And uh, I feel you guys are knocking it because we're not hanging steel. We're not throwing beams, you know? And I'm like, but once, but once I made them cut it down and redo it, cut it down, redo it, cut it down, redo it. And they started like, and it started clicking and they started to pull their own measurements and cut their own steel and like blend their own welds together. They go, I, I can just see it instantly switch, instantly switch at the, I, near the end of the job. They're like, this is good. Yeah, this is good. I did the same thing with them on stairs. Like they hated building stairs for some reason. Stairs are my favorite thing in the world. I love stairs. <laughs> yeah. We have really good methods to do them. We can do them really fast. We can turn them around really, really fast. And uh, they just didn't get it until I started explaining like all the kind of math that goes into it and how you can make something look so good that it just comes out like you're amazed at how cool this thing did yeah. from nothing. Someone can get up another flight of stairs. That's kind of cool to me. So yeah. explain to me out your method a little bit of, of the stair thing, because I know a lot of people, a lot of people hate stairs and until you learn how to lay them out, it's, it's definitely a pain. Um, so, t- uh, just talk to me about some of the stuff that you've like some tips or whatever, like, how do you like to lay them out and what makes you oh. guys, uh, why do, why do you love to do it? Um, so I, I started like everybody else, um, you know, speed square channel on the, channel on the uh, uh the table or on some uh, uh saw horses laying them out works out great right um i used to do it the kind of slow way and what i would do was i'd actually do my uh rise and run on the floor and i would legit pop chalk lines <laughs> on my floor and i'd do rise and run on the floor and um i guess i liked it so much because i never got it wrong yeah my stairs were perfect every single time and i was doing them by myself right well, now I got to build, you know, eight flights of stairs and I'm not doing any of them by myself. All, I'm not doing any of them at all, actually. My guys are doing all of them. So how can I somehow make this to where they can't mess it up? 
Well, my buddy uh, Lex, he's uh, he does. I, I think his uh, account is like Lex Weld or something like that. Uh, All right. Anyway, good good guy. I'll, I'll shout him out here in a little bit. But uh, me and Lex were talking about stairs and how to do stairs, and and he likes to draw everything on paper. And so he was doing a lot of his handrails on paper and to give them to his guys. And so we kind of got together about putting the 12 inch channel printed out on paper. So I legit get him to do my drawings for me. And I give him all my rise and runs opening what I want him to spec out to be. And uh, I print out the actual life size paper of the channel. Hmm. So they take this paper <laughs> and they roll it across these, the uh, uh the 12 inch channel right and then we mark out where our uh angle iron goes and where the cuts we make to get our perfect angle of the stair so every stair has a uh, a lip at the top and a lip at the bottom right to catch the lower landing and to catch the upper landing as it falls into place so and we do all most of our stairs are done with cranes dropped in from the top because we're building four or five stories up so since we've been doing that fit up has been I mean, I, I put in um, eight flights of stairs, eight landings, and eight sets of handrails in three hours on two different sides of the building. So I <laughs> that's beat awesome. The, as, I fast beat the, the as fast as they can pick it and put it in, man. And that's exactly how fast we were. As fast as they could drop it in, we're up and out with the next one, up and out with the next one. And, uh, and it was all because we did, we laid everything out. And we built these things so perfect because the computer made us print them perfect. Mm -hmm. And I, we, we built, you know, we're talking like a 40 to $50,000 job that we built everything in three days. Yeah. Everything that needed to be done was built in three days from all the landings and all the stairs. Um, I take that back a little bit longer because the handrails, the handrails did take a little bit longer, but let's say five days at the absolute most, five days for the absolute most in one day to put them all in and then one day to finish all the welding out. Nice. So we're talking seven days, seven, eight days on a $50,000 job where your material cost is, you know, 15%, you yeah. know, if that. That's awesome. It's great. I love great. it, man. So, and, and so do I, and that's why I've, I've always been really competitive on my stairs. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I get a real kick out of them. There's some stairs I've had to build like in the field, like legit, popping chalk lines and trying to get them done because everything was already there. Nothing was built in the shop. It was, I came in on a job, that kind of stuff. And I, and I love doing them and it's fun for me, but uh, yeah, I mean, building everything in the shop, shipping it out, getting it done. It's, it's a lot of fun. What program do you use to, uh, to do that, um, to, to lay them out and print and print it? So uh, I use two different pro that particular program is SketchUp. Okay. SketchUp does it really easy, really fast. Um, our mo our our normal detailing software is uh, Advanced Steel, though. I took a big step back and really stayed in the office a lot. Okay. Mostly because I wanted to bid more, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I'm I'm seeing the fruits of my labor a lot. But the problem is, you know, if you're not out there on the jobs, you're not helping these guys, or if you don't have someone that's like really Good. knows everything that's going on you know my guy i love my guys to death you know i got uh six of them seven of them um i actually just i had to fire one he wasn't one of my i i just hired him on and he argued like 
he got in an argument with everybody that he worked with, right? And uh, I didn't see why, because with me, he was always like very respectful and really cool, right? Like I was like, what are you, what's going on here? How come everyone's <laughs> fighting with this guy? Yeah. And, uh, and then I finally got to work with him. I go, bro, you're the most argumentative son of a gun I've ever fucking met. And he's like, no, there's no way I am. I'm like, you're doing it right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I told you an opinion and you argued me about my opinion. It's like, you can't you know, help but, him at that point. Yeah. And it, you know, you have to really watch that. If, if you have people in your, in your crew, like if you have a really tight knit crew, I, I value a real tight knit crew over mm. like some slinging dudes. Right. Yeah. I, I value a really tight knit crew over guys who can just fucking crush, but don't have the kind of commitment. You're wondering if they're coming in. Is he going to be late again? You know what I mean? Because I've had yeah. those guys too that I just, I was in awe of how good they were. Yeah. But they're 30 minutes late again. Yeah. We like, it takes a long time for you to get hired with us. Like, I really got to feel you out. And I, to a detriment, I probably keep, keep people longer than I should um, yeah. just because I try to give them every benefit of the yeah. doubt to prove himself. But man, sometimes it just don't work. You know what I mean? And, and then it like, it's a, it's like a weight off of everybody else's shoulders when they leave. It's like, oh my uh, gosh, finally you got rid of him. Like, and then they just all start like, let me have it. I was like, yeah, I know, I know, but <laughs> best day of my life, best day of life when I when I fired one of my best guys. Yeah, because you're right. It was like, wow, like you could be really good, but if you're poisoning everybody else, yeah, then like you're not worth it to me. You know, no, one of the no, things that we, all, we really pride ourselves on is being a great place to work. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, everybody's got their suck days. And I really want, like, I, I'm not far enough removed to forget how bad it was when, when I worked at some pretty crappy shops. And I always wanted to be the boss that I wanted to work for. So with being able to, to keep that in mind, I try to make it really good for everybody. Like, I try to treat them yeah. very well. Um, but, you know, sometimes, some, some, sometimes you just got to get rid of uh, the bad apples, you know, just, yeah. it just doesn't work out. And, you know, I, I should probably be a little bit more quick to hire and quick to fire. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, but what, like, when you find those guys, you better hold on to them because, you know, yeah. so, some guys are really good. And, you know, I've got a guy, I've got a, he's actually, man, he's a kid. He's like 18, but like, he's been with me since he was 15. This kid, he'll like, during school, he would do 40 hours a week with me because he like he was in tech Damn. school. He'd do 40 hours a week, go to school, and then like on Sundays, he like when we won't work, like we don't work Sundays. Um, yeah. so then he would go like bail hay. And a lot of times, if we if we're if we just put in an eight-hour day, he like he would go like on a Saturday, he would go bail hay until he uh until the sun went down. And I'm like, man, you mess a lot of stuff up, but you're young. <laughs> but I'm going to keep you because you are going to be a really great fabricator in like three years. Yeah. And man, he's getting to that point. Like he's like, it clicked. He just graduated high school this year. Like it clicked with him and he's put on his big boy pants. He's stepping up and he's going to be like for, it's funny. He beats himself up that he's not as good as he wants to be. I'm like, man, you're 18 years old. All right. Chill out. I know 28 year olds who aren't as good as you right now. So yeah. like, just, just keep, just trust the process. Keep on the pace, man. Yeah. You'll get it. You know? No, 
Couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I, we got some young dudes coming out and uh, I'm doing my best to try to help them. And, uh, you know, my, my problem, my problem is like, I, I expect a lot, um, not so much for you to be perfect, but so much for you just to have a lot of common sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell everybody, I'm like, Hey man, if this doesn't, if it doesn't look right, like we got to stop. Yeah. And if I go back over there and I say, Hey, keep fucking going, let's go. Then you should keep going and go. Right. Cause I'm, I'm making that call. But if you're out there and like, you guys are working on something and something doesn't look right. Like we got to stop guys. Yeah. Throw, bu- throw that red problems, flag up, man. Yeah. And a bunch of problems we have are all self self-induced problems. You know, I would say, <laughs> And, you know, I, whenever I meet people that are going through like hard times and stuff, I hate, I hate to say it, but I'm like, Hey, most of these problems are your fault probably. Yeah. And, yep. uh, most of the problem with small businesses are not because the economy's bad. Like, right. The economy is stupid right now. It's just crazy growing. And yeah. so it's not the economy holding you back. Right. Like it's, especially for us trade skilled labor guy, it's, it's not the economy holding us. It's absolutely our own fault. Mm-hmm. We're not doing stuff correctly. We're not following up correctly and i tell the guys i'm like look man i make mistakes and i will admit to them right but i i'm going to figure out how to fix them but before those mistakes are made i'm going to do my best to stop think about the process you know ttps taxes trainings and procedures is what we do with the marine corps so it's like a lot of the uh a lot of the things i try to think about have to do with i try to relate them back to the marine corps somehow because that's all i got you know that's that's my only managerial experience um (laughs) And I, you know, I never worked for a welding company. So I, I, I got out of, uh, when I went to welding school, like in 2000, I think it was uh, 10, I went to welding school and uh, that's when I met, you know, wannabe welders, everybody wanted to be on the fucking pipeline and stuff. And I was just like, gross. All of you guys are <laughs> ridiculously stupid. Like y'all are dumb. Like, I, I mean, it was hard for me to be around a lot of them because one, I was, I was one of the oldest there and I was only 24. So I'm with all these 18 year olds and they're playing these games with me. And I'm like, do you think I'm like here to play a game with you kid? Like they would take people's hoods and they'd shuffle hoods around. I'm like, what, what are we doing guys? Knock it off. What are you 14? What Come you on. Doing? Yeah, seriously. What are we doing? <laughs> um, but after the, after leaving welding school, I was like, I don't want to be a welder. I do not want to work with these. I would hate, I would hate to work with these people. It would, I would, it would make me now grant there was like one or two dudes and they were really cool uh but they weren't welders they were just going there because they got a grant or something like that yeah but uh yeah man i went out and i was like i'm going back to college so i went back to college i went back to texas christian university started doing that whole thing with the new school of business uh got a job working for uh general service administration gsa okay i was i was a property manager for gsa and working for the government's a horrible people to work for too Ooh, yeah there yeah you you want to talk about laziness like laziness to the max like complacent they don't care about anything they're always going to have a job like yeah yeah just go to the post office it was so bad i believe you i absolutely believe you (laughs) but the whole time i was there i was working full time like welding i was i started picking up small welding jobs right like i bought a gas generator i built some i built a boat dock you know that someone's like hey well I'm like, I don't know how to build a boat dock, but I'm going to fucking figure yeah, it figure out. figure it out. Whatever. I, I, it's not that hard. It can't be that hard. People build them all the time. That's the one thing I've kind of had about me is like, I'm a little cocky in the sense that like, if you can do it, I think I can do it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think I can figure it out. I'm not going to say I'm as good as yeah. you, but I'm pretty sure I can figure that out. 
that's been my motto for probably since I was in college. I'm like, if everybody else can do it, it's just a process. I just need to figure it out. You know, like I can't tell you how many jobs I've taken on. I didn't know how to do it, but you know Mm -hmm. what? Like I'll, like I'll figure it out, Uh, you know, engineering, geometry, stuff like that. Like I'm not an engineer, but I like, I know how that stuff works. Like my, 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 um, my brain works that way, but I don't have the papers. You know what I mean? So just having that mentality of, you know what? Somebody else can do it. They figured this out. I can do it too. I'll figure it out. Like, right. like, like you have, to, if you're a business owner, you have to have that. Could not agree more. That's and the awesome. more excuses you make, the more excuses you make, it's just going to take you longer to do it. You know, the more <laughs> they go, well, I don't, it's like, I can't do that because of, I, I don't know how to do, or I don't have this right tool. It's like, well, you know, people did that without that tool for a long time. Yeah. Figure it's it like, out. Yeah, it's going to take me a lot longer. It's like, and yeah. So and? just figure out you'll, you'll, and, and the next time you do it, it'll take you a little bit less. Yeah. Exactly right. It's it's like going from your abrasive saw to like your uh your metal saw. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a cold cut saw. Oh and like, yeah, I feel you, you on that. <laughs> a, you use an abrasive saw for so long, and you go, "This is it. This is what normal is." And all of a sudden, you decide to spend the six hundred dollars or five hundred dollars on a really nice cold cut saw, and you go, "Wait a minute, this is how it's supposed to cut. <laughs> this is how you're supposed to cut steel." Hmm, I understand now you move into like aluminum and stuff it's like yeah you just figure stuff out it's like it'll it'll eventually happen stuff will start clicking one day but it, you got to start you know and that's the yep. same thing for a lot of those jobs you just got to start them you got to figure it out yeah i feel you man what uh so like tell me how how'd you start out like 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 back it up a little bit like what do you guys do um tell like just share what you guys do how did you get started like well you, you kind of already did that but um, like, what kind of work do you do now? What kind of work do you like to do? Where are you guys headed? Yeah. So if, if we start from the beginning, it would be, you know, like anybody who wants to start something, like you just, you just have to go, right? So it was building the, uh, the H post for farm guys. Yeah. I built a bunch of H posts for a guy, you know, cut everything out with my torch and try to get the best copes in the whole world. And I made, you know, 30 bucks an hour. I was like, I'm making it, man. You're like, I'm killing whole, it. This is I'm great. I'm killing it, man. You know, <laughs> but I was working full time the whole time. Uh, I never not had a full time job. I, sometimes I had two. Uh, welding being one, I went to college full time and then uh, worked for the government and then also did contract security for the government as well. So I, I was always just working. But uh, yeah, it's the same thing for everybody else. Like doing random stuff, man. Like the most random, like I built a, I built a, a handrail for a skating rink. Like they, they made a big gymnasium at, uh, into a skating rink. So I, I fenced off the whole thing with some handrail. I just the most for Mountasia, this, this, uh, uh, what are they like? Uh, um, they have like batting cages and like, uh, arcade and like go car right. one of those kind of places yeah. I, I built stuff for them I, I did all kinds of stuff um but i i originally wanted to start uh my original company name was studio stevens and um because i thought i was gonna be like my father-in-law who got me into welding one day because i was dating his daughter and uh, he goes hey man can you come help me do some welding 
is while I was stationed in California, go, God dang right, I can. So I go over there and help him. And uh, he's an artist, right? He's a legit artist. He's made a lot of money off just doing artwork. So I'm, I really love my father-in-law. He's a great guy. Um, so anyway, we had all this flat piece of steel on the ground. And it was all stuff you get from like King Metal. It was all like gnarled and had like, it looked like vines, right? So the steel had been printed to make look like vines. And he goes, I got a drawing. And he showed me this, this little hand sketch of this big, you know, 12 foot by 12 foot arch that he drew. He's like, we're going to make it like on this. I go, cool, man. Like, what do we do? And like, we built nothing or we built just a bunch of flat steel, made this giant arch. And I just, I remember getting done with that day and was like, this is really cool. Like, cause I always wanted to have like a trade that I could fall back on. Yeah. That like, I just knew how to do something. I could always make money with it um i was like i'm gonna do welding you know i just thought it was so cool and so i went to the welding school and i started doing everything and i i got into like making desks and doing really fancy handrails and i got really good at it and i was doing it but like in texas i don't feel like maybe i never got to the market good enough but uh i don't feel the money and the want for really cool custom stuff is here Mm, okay there might be some spots in dallas i mean it was all over san diego like he just had jobs left and right it was all over san diego and all over uh, la and he did a lot of jobs for disney and all kinds of stuff but texas i just didn't feel but um so i kind of started getting out of that into like basic handrail where i could do production i was doing it really well and then like i started doing a couple other things and all of a sudden i got my first uh structural steel job and i lucked out I say I lucked out because I, I went to the guy and I gave him my price. I thought it was fair. He's like, oh, that's way too much money. I was like, uh, okay. He's like, look, man, how many structural steel jars? How, how many condos have you built? I go, uh, I, I built, you know, it, it's, you know, it's up there. Oh, like, <laughs> Fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, he goes, I built well, a couple. Look, yeah. He's like, look, man, like, I, I want to give this job. I really like you, but the, your pricing is way too high. I go, well, what's a fair price? And he took down like, it was like a 20, I think I bid it like at 24. He's like, I'll give you 18 for it. And I was like, 18,000. And I was like, the materials, you know, the material was like 7,000. I go, if I can do this in like two weeks, I'll make, you know, I'm, I'll make $8,000, something like that. Right. I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, and I lucked out, man, because that was one of my first structural steel jobs. And I was so scared to do it. And I had no help. No, no, none of my guy. I, I just... <laughs> and so I had, uh, he was like, Hey, where are your smittles? And I'm like, what's that? What? Google, submittals. Go, Google, what is a submittal? <laughs> right. Cause I had done submittals before, like through handrails and other stuff, but I just didn't know that's what he wanted. Right. So I was like, no one's ever asked me for smittle. I just gave him a picture of what I was going to build. Yeah, so I sent him the, uh, I called around, looked for drawings, and that's when I got uh, advanced, I got my taste of advanced steel. And uh, yeah, man, like, as soon as I saw that, it was a 3D picture, it was an ISO view. So you see this ISO view, and you go, wait a minute, this is like, you know, 12 columns, and six I-beams, and then one across, and then if you go down in the details, it's like, cut this one to this, cut this one to this, cut this one to this, I'm like, yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's gonna be easy. Yeah. And I did it. And as soon as I finished that one, he gave me the next one. Nice. He gave me the next job. And it was 
boom. Like, and so now we're, we're a mix of miscellaneous and uh, structural steel. And it started from that one job. And by then I'd already changed my name to Go Wild. I thought I was going to be industrial and that kind of stuff. And, and here we are now just doing, I'm going to say we're light industrial. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? We don't mess with too many plates over one inch. Um, as a matter of fact, the most one inch plate we've ever done is, is currently right now. We, uh, we landed a job with um, DFW Airport and uh, I've had a night crew going since November. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And it's all hourly. It's all <laughs> hourly work, man. Oh, man. That's a nice gravy train. Dude, it has been <laughs> very special to us. That's awesome. And so um, we're just doing a ton of reinforcement out there, like a ton of reinforcement. Yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. So it's really, really kind of cool. Thanks for listening to the Wedding Business Owners Podcast. That's the end of episode one. We hope you really enjoyed it. If you liked it, share it with your friends. Check us out on social media, on Instagram at Wedding Business Owners Podcast, and we'll see you back here for episode two.